Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone, have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being therefore teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean, wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness, let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain in me a willing spirit. New Revised Standard Version Sin The word is rarely used anymore in places outside of churches. And when it is used within the church, sometimes it is grossly misrepresented, as if humanity's identity is sin. Although everyone has sinned and fallen short of God's glory, our inherent personhood is not sinful. Every human is made in the image and likeness of God. Sin is like a permanent putrid abscess which never seems to go away. Sin is everywhere, in our hearts, in our world, in our institutions, and in our families. It is on television, the internet, social media, and moves in and out of smartphones. Sin, apparently, is even in our desserts, oh, the decadence of chocolate. If it takes one to know one, we are all experts on being sinners. From a biblical vantage, sin is serious business. It is both the things we do, 1 John 3 4, as well as the things we leave undone, James 4 17. Sin is both the breaking of God's commands, and the lack of conforming to the teachings of Jesus. Christians throughout the ages have generally understood that the Ten Commandments, Exodus 21-17, and Christ's Law of Love, Luke 10-27, constitute a brief summary of God's holy and moral instruction for humanity. This is all based in the character of God as both holy and loving. Sin, then, might be defined as anything present within a person which does not express, or is contrary to, the basic character of God. All sin, whether in actions or inactions, has at its root an attitude and activity of self-centeredness. It is a selfish bent of thinking, feeling, and acting. And, oh my, the consequences. Sinful attitudes bring about an obsession with lust, 1 John 8:34, Galatians 5:16, a broken relationship with God, Romans 3:23, Galatians 5:17, bondage to Satan, 1 Timothy 3:6-7, 2 Timothy 2:26, death, Romans 6:23. 8-6, hardening of the heart, Hebrews 3.13, and deception, 1 Corinthians 3.18, James 1.22, 26, just to a name a few. Sin lurks in the shadows of the heart, drips from the tongue of the wicked, and lingers in the actions of the selfish and proud. Sin is not something to trifle with, dabble in, or even manage. No, sin, at its core, is a rebellion against God, a stiff arm to the Lord that claims we know better than God about how to run our lives. Sin will eventually break us. It may initially look good and meet a quick emotional need, but in the end it is like a poisonous snake bite that will kill unless treated. People are guilty of transgressing basic morality, as well as failing to be ethically virtuous people on any ongoing consistent basis. Well, that sounds like a total Debbie Downer. Actually, it's total depravity. Being depraved people does not mean we are never capable of doing good, 
It just means that sin has profoundly touched everything in our lives, without exception. Greater than God is faithful and reliable. If we confess our sins, He forgives them and cleanses us from everything we've done wrong. Greater than. Greater than 1 John 1 9, GW. When we come to the realization that we are in dire straits, then it is high time we blurt out a prayer of confession along with David. The book of Psalms is the Christian's prayer book, and there is no better prayer to pray when we come to the end of ourselves than the psalmist's plea for mercy, based in the steadfast love of God. The ironic paradox of all this is that experiencing true joy and comfort comes through knowing how great our sin is. We can live above sin by being set free from it by the grace of God in Jesus Christ. If a person is to be redeemed from sin, then a provision must be made. Sin has been dealt with once for all through the person and work of Jesus. Christ is our representative, taking our place with the punishment we deserved, Galatians 4 4-5, Ephesians 2 5-6, Colossians 2 9-15. Hebrews 2 17-18, 1 John 2 1. Jesus Christ is our ultimate substitute, Romans 5 8, which resulted in, our redemption, Galatians 5 13, satisfying all justice, Romans 3 25, and reconciliation to God, Romans 5 10. Therefore, the person who believes in Jesus is forgiven of sin because Christ's sacrifice is sufficient to deal with all the effects of sin. The Christian is complete in Christ, Colossians 2 10. A genuine prayer of confession asks for mercy based upon God's character and ability to heal, rather than trusting in the attempted quality of our petition. In other words, neither the eloquence nor the sheer word structure itself is the proper basis for confession, utterances of a broken and contrite heart, submitted to God, trusting solely in His grace to transform, are the only kind of words appropriate for approaching God with our sin. Such prayers are not to be few and far between, they are to be a regular regimen, engaged on a daily basis. Just as we take pills each day for all that ails us, so we need to take in the mercy of God through prayers of confession that link us to the true healing power which brings spiritual health and life. Create a clean heart for me, God, put a new, faithful spirit deep inside me. Please don't throw me out of your presence, please don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. Return the joy of your salvation to me and sustain me with a willing spirit. Amen.